Five Breakfast. Catch up. Okay, 6.43. I'm so proud that this is happening, that we are actually a radio show that people turn to ex- to explain things like international diplomatic, economic, political developments. But even from Monique de Villiers doing five early mornings this morning, people were sitting through questions saying, please explain this, Dan and team, when you get on to the radio. So I'm going to try. Tabo, please help me. Holly, please help me. Holly, in particular, throw through the questions if you want, because I saw you tweeting about de-dollarization earlier this week. I'm going to try and do this fast, okay? So, question one, what is BRICS? BRICS is an organization that in the early 2000s was actually just an idea in an economic paper. There was an economist called Jim O'Neill working at Goldman Sachs, and he spotted four countries that he believed could become economic superpowers in future. They were Brazil, Russia, India, and China. But it was the early 2000s, and all these countries weren't big deals yet, but they read the paper and they thought, why don't we do this? It will raise our profile. It'll make us seem like a big deal. It was like symbolic and political and good PR, right? But by the mid-2000s, they decided to do it. But then they thought, why don't we make it bigger, get one more country to represent more areas of the world? And lots of different countries were considered. In fact, what many people forget is that Mexico was very nearly the fifth nation. But in the end, in 2009, they chose South Africa. The reason why that most people believe is that South Africa had and has vast mineral resources, but also deeply influential country in Africa. So the BRIC nations were like, let's get Africa on board. Also, as many people say in 2009 we were hosting the world cup and mandela was still alive so many more people listen to us no truly many more people listen to us than they do now so in the last 14 years BRICS has done well it's said a lot but it's not done a lot there's been a yearly summit there have been talks about talks about essentially including more poorer countries and good business deals to help the world economic order basically uh but So they did create something called the New Development Bank, and the New Development Bank's role is to loan money to BRICS nations in times of crisis at easy, kind rates. Like South Africa got an enormous amount from the BRICS Development Bank during COVID to help with our economic crisis there. And so there was a summit in Santon, and everyone was like, oh, it's just going to be another BRICS summit. But then yesterday, just after our show ended, so rude, they announced six new countries. Now, these countries are fascinating countries. There is Iran, who are mortal sworn enemies with the West and the U.S., it's massive deal for them to be in there's saudi arabia who's a global as holly knows from saudi arabia's football league very moneyed and oil loving superpower there's the uae there are two more african countries ethiopia and egypt not nigeria which is very like people are like what happened there off the table that nigeria wasn't invited and then argentina now BRICS, as an organization represents the countries which make most of the oil in the world have most of the people of the world in terms of population and now the question is what can BRICS plus or BRICS premium become, right? Because there are so many economies here. Maybe they'll do deals together. Maybe they'll try to push each other. But the one thing that we all need to remember to people saying, ah, this is the start of like taking down America as the world's dominant country is that all of these countries within BRICS, except for Russia and Iran, are still trading with the United States and Europe. BRICS is not the top of their priority list. What they're trying to do is create relationships that create economic growth with tons of different countries, right? So to people saying, as particularly EFF voters you'll find online being like this is the start of destroying the imperial western European order not the case yet definitely not the case because none of these countries have any interest in stopping trading with the west or trying to take them down but now with so many more BRICS countries what will it become 
And it's super interesting from a South African perspective because I don't know if you guys have noticed online, but in the last three weeks, people have been saying, the DA doesn't want to do BRICS. We're not going to vote for them anymore. Or there was a rumor about him and Mashaba not wanting South Africa to be in BRICS. And there were people saying, I'm not going to vote for them anymore. This is the first time in South Africa's history where BRICS is something which is what might influence who people vote for in 2024. And BRICS is already clearly very good for South Africa. China gave us 670 million rand just yesterday to fix ESCOM. And we got 18 trillion rand from the BRICS bank to try and correct uh, Transnet. And so a lot of people in the last few days, including Vladimir Putin, have been shouting out how well President Ramaphosa did to pull all of this off. Because it's true, South Africa is now one of the weakest countries in BRICS, but they've had such an instrumental role in this moment. <gasps> Breathe, Dan. Tabo, anything else? Wow. <laughs> Anything else, Tabo? That was a good explanation. Mm. But yeah, no, definitely. I must say, there is this idea that a BRICS is meant to uh, basically that they're sworn enemies with the West because, as you said, um, they do still have relations with the U.S. and other European nations. But I just did notice that with like Saudi Arabia, with Iran, with um, the UAE, mm-hmm. it's very now like um, Middle Eastern centered. Totally. Which means that a lot of these countries, a lot of these BRICS countries would now have to like reconsider some of their policies and you do know that you know some of these Middle Eastern po- countries have very controversial policies yes that means they have to go back to the drawing table and you know that a, a Saudi Arabia for example is not going to go into this deal without having carefully thought about what's in it for them the strategy yes yeah. they were talking about the finance minister yesterday was saying of Saudi Arabia he was saying that well we're excited to potentially join but we still have to look at the terms of this agreement I still have to take Take it to the kingdom, and only then will we make a decision. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But there's one more thing that a lot of South Africans have been shouting about. Holly, I don't know if you're still interested. I've been talking now for like five minutes about that, geopolitics. That's D word. I want you to 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 get into Which it. Which one? De-dollarization? Yes. Okay. So Here's the big thing that people are talking about. Should BRICS create a currency like the euro, mm-hmm. right? The idea is that when you trade overseas with somebody else, you have to use a common currency because it's hard to trade between, say, rands and rupees. So the, both sides buy dollars and then they trade in dollars. But that's messy because that means that your country is vulnerable to the dollar changing its value, right? If the U.S. Federal Reserve makes a new policy that influences the value of the dollar, suddenly overnight, you know the rand sometimes plunges mm-hmm. to like 20 rand to the dollar or whatever? Suddenly you don't have enough money to do your transfer anymore overseas because your ability to buy dollars has changed and so what BRICS wants to do is create a new common currency but a lot of people except the BRICS organization who has never said this are saying why don't you create a new BRICS currency that all the countries will use like the euro in the eurozone now it is incredibly unlikely that that will ever happen. Why? Because of mainly China. Because China uses its own currency controls on the renminbi to control the value of the Chinese currency to stimulate growth, to stimulate business. And what we know from the Eurozone is when you create a new common currency, all of the countries lose their currencies. So they lose their central banks and their reserve banks. They lose their control to govern the strength of their own currency. And there's no reason to think that China would ever want to give that up. Like, why would they ever want to do that? In fact, what China wants to do is to get everybody to start trading in renminbi as common currency instead of the dollar. China retains its value, but increases its influence. So, I'm so sorry. That is very unusual programming. I hope it helped. If you have any further questions, let me know on the WhatsApp line. But that's all you need to know about Rich. And ironically, here is Crypto from Takeoff and Rich. The- Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Breakfast by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5 fmcoza